A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Immediately after feeding the crowd with the five loaves and two fish, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, Jesus came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week, when Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been beheaded, he withdrew to a deserted place. It was in the desert that Jesus had come to accept that he would not be safe, that he would be empty and powerless. And yet, in spite of this, Jesus knew that none of these things would ever separate him from the love of God. It was out of this deep communion that Jesus was able to feed the 5,000 with the five loaves and the two fish. Immediately after this, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side. So this is a story about faith in the life of the church. The word that we use for the long center aisle in the church where the assembly gathers is called the nave. This word comes from the same Latin word that we use for navy. So the church is often imaged as a boat or a ship. Here, the boat of the church is in rough water, tossed by waves and storm. Jesus made the disciples go out on mission, and Jesus is not with them. Perhaps it's time for the church to learn to apply the lesson of the deep communion we share with God and one another. After making the disciples get into the boat, Matthew tells us that Jesus dismissed the crowds. And Matthew repeats the point. After he dismissed the crowds, Jesus went up the mountain by himself to pray. Since it is repeated there is something about the crowds that must be important. Crowds are a place of unconsciousness, 
they're also a place of danger. The crowd orders the blind man to be silent. The authorities are afraid of the crowds, and Herod, back in chapter 14, is afraid of his guests. A large crowd comes to arrest Jesus. So Jesus needs to separate from the crowd so that the crowd does not separate him from God. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void. In Hebrew, tohu vabohu, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Only God can bring order out of chaos, tohu vabohu. Only God has power over the waters. Only God can walk on the waters. God is with us even in the storms of our lives. At the end of today's gospel, when Jesus got in the boat and the wind ceased, the disciples witness, truly, you are the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. In chapter 28 at the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus gathers his disciples on the mountain and sends them out to make disciples of all nations, reminding them, I am with you always to the end of the age. In today's gospel, Jesus has sent the disciples to the other side of the sea. Why did the disciples cross the sea? To get to the other side. And what's on the other side? The nations, the Gentiles, as we will see in next Sunday's gospel. Jesus comes, first of all, to deal with the chaos in our lives. The storm on the sea is a symbol of the chaos in humanity as a whole. It's a chaos that comes about due to the swirl of desires created by keeping our eyes fixed upon one another. Jesus comes walking right over that swirl of desires with a loving desire from God that can help us rise above the effects of that chaos. We learn from and are created by the opinions, the ideas, and the pain and the wounding of other people. No one is an independent person. The chaos in our lives, the swirling deep waters which are so dangerous and can drown us, have to do with the way we insist on judging people as good or evil, categorizing them as loved by God or hated by God, and treating them according to our bad judgment, excluding and expelling them. There is always someone whom we make into an outsider, This is the impossible thing for us to walk over, the thing into which we sink immediately when we try to walk over it. Jesus comes walking on the water and says, Take heart, it is I. In Greek, ego eimi, the name of God revealed to Moses at the burning bush, I am. Do not be afraid. In the words of the prophet Isaiah, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. 
I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. Like Elijah, we struggle to find God in all the upheavals and chaos of our lives, in the earthquakes, the fire, the windstorm. But the voice of God is finally heard when we take the time to enter the quiet and listen to the sound of sheer silence. God does not take us out of the challenges and difficulties of our lives, but rather promises to be present in the midst of our ordinary, everyday experiences. Nadia Bowles-Weber writes, The glamorous part of this story is that Peter walked on water, which I admit is pretty cool, and maybe he almost had enough faith to make his way to Jesus. But what happens on either side of this short little water walk? Jesus comes toward him. In the storm, Jesus is walking toward the boat. When Peter sinks, Jesus is reaching toward Peter. And then he comes so much toward them all that he finally just gets in the boat. That's about as with them as he can be. We seem to always focus on Peter walking toward Jesus when the whole story is about how much Jesus walks toward them, reaches toward them, and then even gets in the boat with them.